Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Hello and welcome to Divorce Stories. I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano. This is episode five. And during this episode, we'll be talking all about how do you find, how do you choose the right divorce lawyer? Now, remember, a lot of our uh, material, our questions come from listener write-ins. So please, if you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on our podcast, send your question to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. So let's get into the uh, subject matter today. How do I find the right divorce lawyer, right divorce lawyer for me? And there's a number of different things you can look at. And, and And I have seven points I'd like to go through today. And I think the first thing you want to focus on is what area of law are we talking about? If you're talking about divorce or family law, in my opinion, you always want to choose a lawyer who focuses on that particular area of law. You don't want a lawyer that does closings doing your divorce. Similarly, you don't want to have a divorce lawyer handling your corporate law matter or have a criminal defense lawyer handling your real estate matter. And any lawyer who tells you, I'm a general practice lawyer, I do everything. Do you want to know what that means? And I'm sorry to all of you general practitioners out there, but this is the, this is the hard, honest truth. You are a mas- you are a jack of all trades and a master of none. You cannot possibly be at be at the ultimate level, the pinnacle of your area of practice if you're doing 50 different areas of law. I'm sorry because I've done it. I and I'll share a little little bit of information with you. When I started out very early on in my career, I started out at a general practice law firm. And at that law firm, if you came in with your contract case, oh yeah, we'd take it. If you came in with your criminal defense case, yeah, we'd take it. Oh, family law, sure, divorce law. I did not feel comfortable in that particular milieu for my professional career. That meant if somebody came in, I would have to make myself an expert in that area of law overnight. I didn't feel comfortable with it. It wasn't the right way to practice, and I got out of that as quickly as I could. So now, now that I've been practicing going on 20 years, I've decided, look, I'm going to dedicate my practice, my, my life's work, to one area of law and be the best I can at it. I chose divorce and family law because I and, and gravitated towards that area of law in large part because it put me in the courtroom a lot. And also it was dealing with families. It was dealing with things that were super, super important to people. And I love having that responsibility, taking on that challenge and going in there and, and kicking butt. So, um, so again, I think the first thing you want to take a look at is pick the area of, you know, once you, you know the area of law you're dealing with, divorce, family law, whatever it is, Pick a lawyer that does almost solely that area of law. Uh, At least that would be my advice. Number two, look at location. Now, do you want to pick a a law firm that's an hour away from where you live? Mm, Probably not. I mean, look, in the digital age, can you do Zoom conferences? Can you function through email? Um, You know, can you have telephone conferences? Yeah, of course you can. But I think 
look, if you need to drop off documents or you need to sign a check or something like that, I think you want to keep your, your law firm should really have a, you know, either a satellite office or a main office, I'd probably say within 30, 40 minutes of where you live. Um, but again, now with the digital age, that that's a little bit more flexible, but still, I, I think you want to live in relative close proximity to the lawyer that you're going to pick. Um, number three, review their website. The first representation in our digital age now of a law firm and a lawyer is your website. Lawyers know this, okay? If you look at that um, website and you say, wow, there's a lot of blog posts, there's frequently asked questions, there's extensive bios, there's a lot of information out there for me to take a look at, that's, you know, that's going to impress you right out of the gate. And I think, look, for somebody that has a website that's a handful of sentences and a couple of pictures... I'm sorry, but that's the first representation of the level of practice, the level of professionalism and quality you can expect from that particular law firm. So I, I would, I would uh, definitely scrutinize the website. And if you're getting information there, you're reading bios, there's blog posts. Um, yeah, that, that should give you a good feeling for that particular law firm. Now, again, we get to the next thing. Review the bios. You know, law firms should have extensive bios on their websites of each and every one of the professional, uh, legal professionals that you'll be working with should you choose to retain that particular law firm. So in our particular law firm, we have Marist grad, ABA certified paralegals, not just somebody that if, that if they were, they would either be working at the law firm or working a cash register somewhere else. These are legal professionals. Everyone from the support staff all the way up to the most senior attorney. And I think, again, review those bios, familiarize yourself with the people you'll be working with, and that'll give you a better feel, a better flavor for what they do and what their expertise is. Um, Next, read the reviews. And, and look, there are a lot of law firms out there that say, oh, I know if I put a lot of reviews out there, I'll get people to my website. People will come in and do consultations. Yeah, but look at those reviews. Scrutinize those things, okay? And, and also keep in mind the area of law. I want to tell you, it is so hard for a divorce and family law attorney to get positive reviews from clients, and in large part because think about it, who wants to put their personal life out on the website? Who wants to talk about their divorce or their kids or those sorts of things that they may have struggled through? You really need to have done a good job for clients to put themselves out there like that and be willing to do that. So um, I think with divorce lawyers, you might find law firms that, you know, they're not going to have 350 reviews. They might have 25. They may have 50. They may have 100. And that, quite frankly, is a whole lot. Um, so take a look at the volume of reviews. Take a look at, you know, are they stars? How many stars? So if there's a lot of 4.5, 5 stars, and again... If you've searched the internet for anything, you know there are always anomalies out there. You might have the best product on the market. This lawnmower may be the best thing since sliced bread. 150 people may say it's fantastic. And one person may say, I hated that thing, it was garbage. But listen, you're gonna have people like that, that no matter what you do, they're just not gonna be happy. So understand, as you search those reviews, you know, again, you're looking for percentages there. If it's, you know, average is 4.5, 4.8, you're doing pretty well. And I would also look at the level of detail. Read the reviews. Don't just look at the stars. You know, if somebody says, this person was great. They were really nice. I was very happy. That's not a real quality review. Take a look at, 
you know, if, if they describe in the review how responsive was this law firm, how knowledgeable were they, what was their level of experience, did they have success in their case, and if they're willing to put that out there, get a feel for what that's like, and take a look at the parallels between these particular reviews and your particular case. So you may have a custody and visitation case, and they may say, you know, uh, Uh, we've had some reviews on our website that say, you know, for example, one of our associates, Kristen did an excellent job with our custody trial and was able to prevail and obtain the lion's share of time with my kids, one of the most important things that's happened in my life. Paraphrasing, of course. Those things are important, especially if your case is a, a, you know, is a contentious custody case. So so take a look at parallels, too, um, with those reviews. Definitely, 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 schedule a consultation. Um, You want to meet the person. And and if you can't meet them in person based on the recent pandemic, I understand, but do a Zoom conference at least. Don't just do a telephone conference. You want to see and feel that person's energy. Believe me. You know, and I'll tell you another story. When I started out doing consultations, what you're doing as lawyers as doing consultation is you're you're issue spotting. Clients come in and they and they dump all of this information on your desk, forgive the expression, and you're supposed to take all of it, sift through it, pick out the issues, and then apply factually the law to those facts and give the client an idea as to, you know, what what law impacts that, what are the what are the pluses and minuses, you know, what are the arguments you can make, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the case. And when you first start out as a lawyer, you start doing consultations and you're not super confident about it at first. I remember when I first started out and I remember I did consult after consult after consult and clients were coming in and walking right out the door and not deciding to hire me. And I started thinking to myself, geez, what am I doing wrong here? And as I gained more experience in the area of law and got more knowledgeable about doing consultations and issue spotting, clients started hiring me one after the next. And what was that about? That was about confidence, okay? Even though I found with clients, you may know nothing about the law, but you can feel that confidence from across the table. As soon as you sit down in that lawyer's chair, you're going you're gonna to know whether or not you feel like you're, you feel good in their, you know, in their particular control. That Having them represent you is something you feel really good about. Um, so you're going to get a feel for it at that point their knowledge, their experience, what sort of information are they providing you during the consultation? Are they providing value to you? You're walking away knowing generally what equitable distribution is. Do you know what the, what the uh, you know, rights and what, and what the liabilities could be for spousal support or child support? Um, certainly those things are going to be important. And plus, you know, have you ever heard that expression, the eyes are the window to the soul? You can look in that person's eyes and you get a good feel for them. You can read them. You know, you don't need to be a lawyer to say, hey, this person makes me feel at ease. They make me feel comfortable. And listen, as I've always told clients, not every lawyer is every particular client's cup of tea. It needs to be a good fit for both of you. So my approach, listen, the other thing is the approach. My approach may not be what everybody wants to see. But I think a lot of our clientele appreciate the approach, and I think the approach is part of it too. Know that, you know, if somebody says, well, I'm just, you know, we're just going to fight all this and we're going to fight all that, that may not be what you want to do. Make sure that they can adapt to what you're seeking to accomplish and the approach that you want to take. And their energy will determine for you whether or not they're a good fit for you. Now, the last thing, and, and there's a reason why I put this last. 
You can take other people's recommendations. You can take word of mouth. But bear in mind, you're taking that from one person who may have a particular way they like to see people do things. They may have a particular personality and style that may not fit well with every lawyer. It might not be the same as yours. So I think you're better off taking that information. Oh, my friend Sally at work said, you've got to go to Joe Blow. He's the best. He's the best lawyer I've ever met. You can't go anywhere else. You've got to use him. You've got to use him. And these people can push sometimes. Make sure you make the decision on your own. Take, you know, don't, don't dismiss that information because it's useful information. But do, you know, vet this person. Look at the reviews. Meet with the person. See the website. Get a feel for what they're like. Make sure you're comfortable and confident with this person. Um, so listen, I mean, I think that's, that's the overall of what, what tools I can provide you with to help you pick the right lawyer for you. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the right lawyer for everyone, but the right lawyer for you. Because I think, you know, and I've always said to clients, divorce and family law is such a unique area of law. There's such an intimate connection that you share with your divorce attorney if they're doing it the right way. And it may be, at the end of the day, one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your entire life. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this particular episode. I think in the next next episode, we'll go into and highlight some of the things that, that, you know, some of the pitfalls that can come up if you don't choose the right lawyer. Don't forget, if you have any questions that you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, send them to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. This is Dennis Fetrano. I'll see you guys again soon.